You are listening to The Rural Roundup, a show that rounds up the latest news in agriculture. I'm Kerry Hammond for the Farm Advisory Service. We caught Tiffany McTaggart on her way home from the Royal Highland Show to get the latest roundup. Hope you made it to a very enjoyable Royal Highland Show last week. It was lovely to have this prestigious event back in force and open to the public again. An excellent opportunity to catch up with old friends, check out champion animals and chat to a range of farm suppliers. On the cereal front, T2 sprays are going on spring barleys and T3 sprays onto winter wheats. Winter barley fields are starting to change colour as the grains start to ripen. Disease levels are very variable in fields this year. Of particular interest in the winter wheat, in the Scottish borders and up into Fife, there have been high levels of ascochyta found in fields. Many of the cases are in early sowing crops. In some cases, this is onto the flag leaf, so it is worth going out and checking your crops. Shearers have been busy making their way around the countryside. The wool prices strengthened and the wool board have reported an increase of 135% for the 2021 wool crop payment, which will be released when producers submit the 2022 wool clip. On the sheep and cow front, cases of louping ill, tick-borne fever and babesiosis have been diagnosed on farm and during post-mortems. There have been cases where tick control products in both sheep and cattle don't seem to have prevented the disease from occurring. Climate change and potentially increased tick habitat could be reasons why increased tick burdens might be seen. Considering the type and immunity of stock to be grazed is essential. On the dairy front, milk prices have been rising each month, with estimates that the current cost of production is 42 to 43 pence per litre, with potentially higher prices still needed to encourage farmers to increase production. Pig prices have risen and are continuing to rise, but as does the cost of production. Overall, losses have reduced per pig from their peak. Some producers have already left and others have cut sow numbers. Finished pig numbers going forward will be tighter. If you applied to become organic in the last EECS round, you have until the 30th of June to be registered with an organic certification body. Moving on to woodland. If you have a forestry grant scheme for woodland creation, the 30th of June is the final day for initial planting capital claims to be submitted if woodland creation supports the area of land you entered on your SAF 2022. Usually in June, farmers are asked to complete a census. This year, you might have been wondering if you have missed it. Don't worry, you haven't. The department is currently undergoing a transformation programme and census work is on hold. Keep listening to the Rural Roundup to keep up to date. See you again in a fortnight. Next, we're going to hear from Jeanette Sutherland, who is running the Farm Advisory Services' first online personal development book club this year. The first book the book club is going to read is Who Moved My Cheese? by Spencer Johnson. You can join in the virtual book club on the 29th of September or just tune in and read along with our bite-sized book clubs here on the Rural Roundup. Over to you, Jeanette. Who Moved My Cheese is perhaps the most famous example of a business fable, a story that shares a lesson intended to be applied in the business world to improve organisational culture or to people's own personal lives. 
We in the agricultural sector can use this fable to help inform us on how we can adapt to change and how we can be better prepared for the challenges that our industry faces with ever more regularity. Who Moved My Cheese has four main characters, two mice called Sniff and Scurry, and two little people called Hem and Hall. As the story develops, we learn they are well-named, as it mirrors how they adapt to the change that is foisted upon them. In this book, cheese is a metaphor for what we decide is important and brings us happiness. Cheese will be different things for different people, but the fable gives us a space to think about what our own cheese is. The story centres around a shocking event. The cheese that all four had been enjoying at their cheese station is suddenly removed. The individual personalities and experiences of each of the characters mean that their reactions to this sudden change are very different. Following the sudden change in their circumstances, motivated by their instincts, Sniff and Scurry both swiftly head out into the maze of unknown. The little people have a much more difficult time adjusting, with their sentiments and emotions clouding their instincts. The fable follows Haw as he tries to embrace new challenges, looking for new cheese. One of the most relatable moments of Haw's journey comes when he finds the ability to laugh at himself and his predicament. We follow Haw in his journey and discover the mottos he comes up with as he learns more about himself and his changing world. If this wee taster of Who Moved My Cheese has whet your appetite, tune in to the Rural Roundup in a fortnight to hear the next instalment. You should be able to order a copy of the book at your local library, independent booksellers, or it is available on Amazon, Kindle and Audible. Join the conversation and discuss the lessons you've learned from Who Moved My Cheese at our virtual book club on the 29th of September 2022. We're always busy at the Farm Advisory Service, bringing you timely information, useful resources, and hosting events and groups to help you build your farming network. On Thursday the 30th of June, the Inverness Women in Agriculture Group are hosting an event to help you to get the most out of your soil. With fertiliser prices increasing and an uncertain economic climate, now is a great time to come and discuss soil, lime, fertiliser, nutrients, dung and soil testing. All knowledge levels are welcome, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned soil pro. Please come and join our live on-farm event for women living and working in agriculture in the Inverness area. Our lovely hosts are Bayfield Farm at NIG and the event will run on Thursday the 30th of June from 9am till 1pm. Find the link in the show notes below to book. The Farm Advisory Service are running two workshops on how you can assess your potential and add value to your farm assets through diversification. Many farms have added diversification projects to their businesses to provide an alternative income. From small-scale projects like farm vending machines and dog walking fields, to much larger enterprises such as event space and tourist attractions. And we have two fantastic events coming soon. Come along tomorrow to Cairns Farm in West Lothian to hear from owner Caroline Hamilton about how, along with her husband and children, she's transformed her farm business to include a stunning wedding venue with on-site accommodation. And if you miss us on the 30th of June, 
you could join us on the 21st of July at West Mossside Farm near Stirling, where owner Kate Sankey has farmed organically with wildlife and conservation principles since 1998. Kate is regenerating the farm while selling high-quality beef direct to consumers. Agritourism also plays a big part at West Moss Side, where guests can immerse themselves in nature and stay in purpose-built yurts. Please book your place at either event now at faz.scot events. Arable Scotland is back, pulling together expertise and knowledge for the arable industry. Rising input costs, volatile commodity markets and food security, combined with how we as arable farmers achieve net zero, will be the key focus at Arable Scotland this year. The event will feature a series of conversations with expert panellists and will provide an interactive forum for farmers to have their say on topical issues and explore the solutions to the environmental and financial challenges facing the industry. There will be crop plot tours with variety and market updates and the opportunity to speak to representatives from commercial companies and research organisations. Arable Scotland is taking place at Balrodry Farm, Dundee, on Tuesday the 5th of July from 10am till 4.30pm. You can book your place now at faz.scot. Please find the link in the show notes below for more information. This week, I met Anna Sellers, a consultant who works at AgriCalc, the farm carbon calculator to lower emissions and increase productivity. And I asked her, what's on your desk, Anna? I do a lot of work on AgriCalc, the carbon footprinting tool. So I do a lot of work with farmers and with industry and governments on carbon footprinting. Uh, A lot of my other work supports FAS as well through um, editing and producing agribusiness news every month, as well as policy advice to Scottish government and other regional governments and uh, other research and work into carbon markets at the moment as well. AgriCalc is a farm carbon calculator and it allows uh, farmers and users to measure their carbon footprint on their farms to monitor their emissions and measure them compared to their baseline year and also create scenarios and develop ways to maybe reduce emissions but primarily as well to increase their efficiency and productivity and therefore their profitability. Today I'm doing some research uh, into a net zero roadmap um, for an industry stakeholder which is really interesting. I'm getting to research and read into a lot of reports that have come out in the last few years and understand a bit more about what's been said across the sector from different perspectives. I decided to work in the rural sector um, coming from a, a rural area and then moving to the city and I was studying a lot around sustainability and felt that I drew a lot from my experiences growing up in the countryside and I was increasingly interested in where food comes from, how it's produced, uh, the people that are involved in that process and what it means to rural communities. I grew up in the South Lakes in, in the northwest of England. I was born in Kendal and grew up within about 10 miles of, of there. So I lived there until I left home for university. And 
what surprised me uh, after I left home was how much I'd grown up around the countryside. And though I was very interested in nature and and, and always out and about in nature, um, I was not very involved in farming and didn't know that much about it. I went to school with a lot of people from farming families, but had no real education or knowledge around it. So I suppose that's where my interest uh, grew after I left home and when I was living in the city, wanting to understand more about where I came from and probably missing it as well and a bit of homesickness there too. So what I enjoy most about my job is probably linking up bits of knowledge from different places and coming from a sustainability background, uh, it's interesting to see how some of the sustainable theories that I studied at university are now becoming more and more common and applying to the changing markets and changing interests in industry. Um, I really enjoy working with policymakers and understanding what's going on at a national level and, and the direction um, and ambition from governments um, and understanding what that means for, for farmers and other people working on the ground in rural sectors. So I suppose it's connecting the knowledge from, from top down to bottom up and trying to uh, create something that works for everyone that's involved. I think what I'm most passionate about in my work is working on developing and helping to create uh, new and evolving food systems that are sustainable, that have a future, because sustainability is important for everyone. It's not just for the planet and for the environment, but uh, if if businesses don't evolve and adapt to, to sustainable um, ways of doing things, they quite simply won't exist. So I, I think that's why I, I feel very passionately about supporting businesses still prosper and grow in a way that's sustainable for them and, and for the environment. Uh, and that's where my work in AgriCalc is so interesting because um, we're often, you know, at the forefront of working with businesses that are doing that. And we get to work with some of the most forward thinking businesses in farming in the rural sector. And that's really interesting and a good learning process and inspiring as well to be working with people like that who, who have the power to implement things that I on my own perhaps don't have. Outside of work, I am quite interested in self-sufficiency. I have been for a long time, since even before I left home, about uh, seeing what I can grow and produce myself. And I find that very satisfying to be able to make the most of the seasons and see the changing seasons through what you can grow and what you can make. Um, I like to make wine, usually uh, around autumn when there's lots of fruits on the bushes. Uh, it's quite a, It can be quite a slow process and it's not always very... Uh, consistent but I think there's a reward in that um, spending the time out in nature picking fruits and and then making it slowly at home um, so I'd really like to do more of that I'd love to have chickens one day and, and grow some more vegetables and um, and be surrounded a bit more by nature I play the fiddle so uh, that's sort of folk violin um, and play largely Scottish and Irish music in my spare time as well um, so that's quite a relaxed way of meeting people and I like to go to kind of folk festivals and um, and music sessions and uh, get to meet lots of people through that. And I think there's also an interest there in heritage, which is probably underpinning a lot of why I do what I do in my day job. Um, that interest in, in traditions and, and uh, the roots of where culture, modern culture comes from. I think me in one sentence would probably be someone who wants to blend the best of um, tradition and heritage and, and rural culture 
and bring it into modern ways of thinking and innovation and evolve that in a way that that preserves what needs to be preserved but is interesting going into the future and that works for future generations. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. If you like the show, please follow or subscribe to make sure that you get notified each time a new episode is available. Please feel free to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you need to contact us, you can find all of our contact details in the show notes below. Have a great day.